0: IATSE Local 212 represents over 1,000 artists, technicians, and craftspeople working in Southern Alberta's entertainment industry. In the screen industry, they service projects with budgets ranging from $100,000 to $100 million. Recent increases to local production volumes have led to increased outreach and training. They promote respectful workplaces, safety, fairness, and first-rate benefits for their members. Local 212 is open to partnering with other industry stakeholders on training and marketing initiatives. They offer an informative set etiquette course each month, which is open to all. To learn more about them, please check out their website at iatse212.com, or like and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Happy podcasting!
1: Hello, welcome to the final episode of Season 2 of the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast.
0: Hooray! Sorry,
1: we haven't uh, been with you in a while. We just wanted to hold off on that's this, right. We were just so sad to let terrible go of it. Last episode, <laughs> it's a good episode, but last, uh, last episode of the season. Um,
0: but let's jump right into it. Indeed. Uh, what's going on with Joneson right now? Uh,
1: well, do you want to share that we, we don't have post production financing? Yeah. Is that okay? That's yeah. okay. I I have I have shared that uh, in in a panel that's yeah. public, so I guess it's public knowledge anyway. Um, and the reason we did that, uh, I should say, is that uh, you know you don't get a chance to make a feature film every day, and uh, you know we got some advice that that said you know you you just got to go for it, even if even if you can't find that money right yeah. now for, for yeah. post-production and that, was, um, and that
0: was part of what the project lab grant was was to right. see us through production it was kind of a phase-based approach totally so yeah they financed us for development and then and then we were fortunate enough to to go again in round two for production so
1: and not an ideal way to no to of shoot course a not movie. No, you no, not, but not, not something i'd want to do again but uh i think you know not finishing, to say no.
0: finishing funds are a real thing and i think it happens yeah, for sure it happens sure. maybe more often than we feel yeah. like it probably it's does it's true it's true
1: So what we're doing right now is uh, working on a a little bit of material from the film, uh, from the raw footage, to create a a sizzle reel. And you've been working with our editor, Ken Filowich, um, and uh, creating this really cool uh,
0: little... It's like a long trailer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it'll probably end up being three-ish minutes long. Mm -hmm. Gives a sense of the story and the tone and, you know, what what it's going to look like. And that would be part of, you know part of our pitch to go out and get finishing fun. So it feels yeah. like it's a real movie. We just need your help to take it to the finish line. Right. For sure. And yeah, I mean, we sent around kind of a super raw cut to a couple of people last week and the, the feedback has been very positive. Obviously mm-hmm. it needs a lot of work still and tightening up and uh, mostly tightening up. It's it's about t- twice as long <laughs> as it should be. Right. Right. Um, but that's part of the creative exploration anyway. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. It looks and kind of feels like a real movie.
2: Yeah.
1: So that's very, very cool. So hopefully, uh, we can take that to uh, a number of doors that we've knocked yeah. on previously, maybe some new ones and, uh, let's see if we can put together our, our financing to actually finish the film. It's funny when people, I think I've said it before on the podcast, but it's like, is post done yet or what? Yeah. It's
0: like, no, go away. Yeah. Yeah. People reach out to me and they're like, oh man, I can't wait to see it. And I'm like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, so yeah, this is like the creation of this scissor reel is kind of the, the bottleneck right now, but hopefully it, uh. Gives us momentum back very soon. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is the end of season two. <clears throat> season two wrap up I see in the notes yeah, here. Yeah. Let's do that last, maybe later. Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh Best of Calgary voting is now yes, open.
1: Yes. And uh I understand there's a Scott Wesby from Full Swing Productions available as a as a finalist.
0: Yes, you were very uh kind to to push me out to get nominated. I'm sure to, I was not before. the only one,
1: but uh yeah, there's uh there's a few uh Sandy Summers who Sandy Summers got was last on yet, year. As well? Uh, Spencer
0: Striker Striker right? yeah, it's oh, a you, dope name. You've had a chat with him, that's yeah, that's right. right.
1: And who else? There's one more name, uh, Gary Burns, of course. Oh, right, uh, of course,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Who we never got on this yeah, ha- next
0: season, yeah, next season, yeah.
1: Um, and then, uh, I mean, there's so many other wonderful people
0: like Mandy Stobo and Mike Morrison. Yeah, of course, and, so, yeah, there's and there's a ton of categories too. Ben and, Laird, and, uh, yeah, and, and like anything, you know, it, it adds value to people's careers and their businesses mm-hmm. um, to win something like this, even if even if. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, it kind of does. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's something you can put on a resume. And it's yeah. You can Go to a, a party. And yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, yeah, obviously I would love uh, our listeners to vote for me, but there are better filmmakers on that <laughs> list as well. So um, yeah, you can check it out at bestofcalgary.com. Uh, and yeah. vote for all your favorite you, stuff. Yeah, Cavern. you don't
1: have to answer all of the questions. I think some right. people That's think huge you one. do. Yeah, but uh, you know, just answer the ones you know. And uh, and yeah, you, you may have some friends in in some of those categories. So uh, build them up with uh, with that process. Totally.
0: Uh, okay, what's going on in the industry this month? January is Alberta's first ever month of the artist. Uh, Ricardo Miranda, who's our minister of culture and tourism, um, launched it on January one. And he's saying that the first province in Canada is uh, – Alberta is the first province in Canada to to dedicate a month to celebrate the important contributions artists bring to our province. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And in the press release they've got on alberta.ca, they've got some quick facts, um, which, which are pretty cool. Um, one of them – the one that I liked was that um, in 2016, Alberta spent $4,112 per household on culture and recreation goods and services. Which was six hundred dollars higher than the national average. Mm. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Alberta exported uh, what was it seven hundred seventy-five million dollars of culture products. Uh, what else here? Um, applied arts and life performance, uh, visual and applied arts and life performances industries in Alberta contributed one point three billion dollars uh, in GDP. And forty-four thousand eight hundred eighty Albertans worked in the arts, entertainment, and recreation. Uh, all this from twenty sixteen. So that's great you know it's easy to forget about the arts when when we're talking about um oil Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. other you know economic drivers but you know it's important to remember that the arts drive the economy as well um and what do you do when you're done your oil job yeah you go home and watch tv right good point where do you think that tv comes from
1: uh the arts it's true it's true um yeah and and you know the this conversation is happening more and more um or maybe i'm just becoming more aware of it but but that crossroads of of commerce and and artistic endeavors yeah. and culture and telefilm wants to promote culture and other funds are all about making money and and uh, can your film make money? Um, it's a
0: it's a balance that, that I think we all have to, to strike and find. And I feel like it's unique in the film industry. Yeah, because I think so. because film is you know. Art, sure, but it's it's the most expensive form mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, make, mm-hmm. um, and generates probably the most money. Yeah, I don't know, maybe music too, but, um, yeah. So it's it lives in this weird kind of world where uh, the argument can be made for either side. But as a as a an economy looking to diversify and, mm-hmm. and trying to wean ourselves off of a single industry economy, um, it's worth looking at for sure. Yeah, uh, and worth talking about for sure. And I'm not just saying that because I'm in the end and I will benefit greatly from these conversations. Uh,
1: so, the uh, Story Studio program that we've talked about on the show right. before, sort of born of the Story Summit uh, event put on by Ampia and Banff Center, has added a couple of new speakers. Um, and the application deadline to apply for this program is February 13th. The program runs March 9th to 11th. Uh, you have to get there on March 8th. Um, and there's a discount code available that I'll give to you in a moment, but uh, just uh, as an update, um, some new speakers, or currently the speakers include uh, representatives from Raven Banner. Oh, awesome. Which is very cool. Yeah. yeah I, I, knew, I knew you'd like that one because, yeah. I mean, we that was part of uh, the NSI Futures First program. It was a big deal to get actual FaceTime with distribu- with distributors or, or people yeah. from distribution companies.
0: And Raven Banner, they're killing it. They're, they're one of the totally, top yeah. distributors yeah. in Canada now because of
1: because they're just awesome totally uh and then uh, go digital and the canada media fund and then also producer avi Fettergreen, who you you may have heard about avi is is lives in toronto but has produced work here and worked with producers here in alberta a lot um including um that film to the the mountain to to the mountain Thanks, right yes uh, and uh, Linda Ambry, who I saw over on the weekend uh, at an event that she was speaking at, and director Alexandra Lazar- Uh So lots of cool names. Uh, that promo code, if you're interested, is SS2019Ampia. It's all capitals, no spaces. And uh, I don't have a link handy, but there might be one later in the show. Um, but I'm sure you can find information on Ampia's website. Yeah, absolutely, as well. they're pushing that right now.
0: Um, how was that event uh, with Linda Ambry? It was amazing. Tell me about yeah. what, what it was, was really
1: it? Cool. Well, it was it was it was called a conversation with Linda Ambry. So it was right. really just just kind of chit chatting about her career and and her life. Um, there was a lot of discussion actually about the work that she's done to to help make the industry greener because that mm-hmm. kind of has to start at the top. Um, and so it was a good good conversation about you know things that that the film industry could be doing like one basic one is the f- all the food like on a big multimillion dollar show there's, Way more food than there needs to be. Right, even on our little show, we were yeah. like, "What do we do with this extra food?" Because it, and it felt bad that's to a lot throw ways, it out. Yeah. yeah, and so she has uh, been working with a company called or an organization, I guess, called Food Rescue, that will pair uh, you up with uh, an organization or a group that needs the food. Um, so they don't even get involved other than to connect you and right. you drop off the food to them oh, or they pick cool. it up. So just um, little things like that. Exactly. Better, yeah. yeah. So, but that required some storage, uh, like a freezer that they wouldn't have normally had on set right had to be brought in but like not like not like an industrial one like when you can get on kijiji sure. um so and then she also had a dedicated person this is interesting kind of a, a new role on her sets the person who is just worried about compost and recycling and has a truck and is taking
0: things to the right places right and moving rather that than, food around rather than just dumping it in a garbage yeah, bag that yeah, locations exactly, put yeah. out and then they don't know what's in it and they just take it to the landfill exactly yeah or or you know throwing out
1: paint or dumping paint right in, right. The, in the sink it's like dangerous
0: and horrible
1: and and she said that you know it still happens a lot um but she worked on a show disney is actually of the big of the yeah. big studios really really uh green focused so she was able to get extra money to help dispose of that kind of thing properly get a um hazardous materials bin um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's doable. It's just, you know, we're all so, she's, she even said it, you know, it's so easy to get swamped with There's so much production on, as yeah. it currently is. So yeah, she's done some really cool work in that way. Yeah. She also ta- spoke about her career, uh, starting out in Edmonton with uh, Ann Wheeler and right. uh, spoke a lot about RV Lima who passed away, uh, last year, um, and is actually a recipient of the David Billington award and, uh, is kind of a... Someone our careers sort of missed, uh, but really a big pillar of, of our community and one of the builders who came before us. And so, um, yeah, interesting, interesting conversation. Anyway, yeah. I went on about with that for far too long. No, no. I, I, it, I, was, it was really good. I was glad I went. And I guess something that I didn't know was her land, of course, is, is sort of blowing yeah, up, of doing course. all these wonderful things and getting films made and... Um, and I, and I was kind of unsure if I was uh, able to go, and I asked, and they were like, yeah, men are totally welcome, so don't don't feel like you can't. To go to the screen? Uh, well, to the screen, to any of their events, as far as I'm aware. Oh, I see what you mean. Um, oh, I see what you mean. You know, the, the Linda Ambury talk was, was, was great, and she singled out, she was like, thank you for being here to the men, because maybe it's the men who should be attending these things the most, really, if you look at it one way. I, I was a little cautious, just because it's like, you know, men don't have to be at everything. It could be a women-only thing as well. Um, but no, just so you know, when their events happen, uh, men are more than welcome, even though it's a, a women focused event. Uh, but that's something
0: to be aware of and respectful to as well as, a yeah, I think so that. for sure. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to stick our noses in everywhere. Um, so true. Yes. That's great. No, I, yeah. I, I was sad to miss that. Um, I'm glad it went well. Yeah, it was fun. Let's get into this conversation because it's, yes. it's, um, interesting and you know, we don't, I don't think we focus on posts enough on, on this podcast. Yeah, um, no doubt. We don't focus on anything enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have enough women yeah. on, of course, either. Um, yeah, we've got uh, yeah, lots of lots of room for next season.
1: Yeah, for sure. But we'll talk about that uh, after our conversation with Susan de Saint Jewel. All right, we're here. We're here at a at a cool uh, film spot. Actually, it kind of is. Canada. Yeah, like a little hub. Yeah. Um, Joe Media lives here, of course. We we've been here for Joe related things, but of course, Solid Green is here as well. And this is a cool building. It's like a. It kind of feels like a a co-op in a way, not like a working, not like the work shares that have come up, but, um, and of course, loose moose is here as well. So like, just tell us about this building a little bit.
3: So we've been here, um, just over 10 years, I think, and, uh, fantastic landlords and it's a really nice space. It's, um, it is a bit of a hub. It's sort of mostly media related companies, um,
1: yeah, Mark- it seems like maybe like some communications companies are yeah marketing yeah. and yeah yeah. yeah
3: yeah yeah a few marketing. There's um architectural animation. There's cool. us or Solid Green that does visual effects and motion graphics, and then Joe Media is production. Uh, Glacier does um, kind of online um, sort of influencer marketing. For- oh okay universities and high schools. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a
0: meeting with them. They're actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's a really neat company. Yeah. It is a cool yeah. company.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sweet. But tell us about you.
1: <laughs> you. And- <laughs> yeah. Usually What's we, your journey we, like? we
0: like to kind of start at the beginning. Um, why on earth would you be in this industry? <laughs> Mer- <laughs> we ask ourselves this marriage. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, to full, the industry or to a person? Full <laughs> disclosure: No, I was a banker, oh, okay. uh, making really good money, commercial lender. And then I had children, and my husband and I couldn't really make the um, hours work that I was working at the bank, oh, okay. and that he needed to work at work. And right. so, I decided to kind of take a flyer and. Um, and see how working with him would go and cool. helping him with marketing and admin. So that's how I ended up in the industry. And I bring pretty good administrative abilities, which is kind of how it led into uh, the formation of APA, which is right, right. the Alberta post Protection. Yeah, we got to talk a lot about that. No. Let's talk about that yeah. for sure. So overall, it's been probably financially not a great decision. Right. <laughs> I don't
0: think it ever is. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, maybe for some but
3: <laughs> but for family yeah and lifestyle and quality of life it's been great
0: great cool so um, when did solid green start and who and who specifically was involved in the formation of that entity and, and like tell us about the kind of the genesis of that
3: so Ken uh, bits my husband he started it in 1995 after graduating from ACAD CAD huh? uh, with a commercial or a graphic arts,
0: right. um, uh, diploma or diploma yeah, degree yeah,
3: sure. or whatever. Um, and he, you know, kind of mucked it out in the trenches for, you know, quite a number of years. Yeah. And then in, um, I joined him in 2001 and from there, once kind of the administrative stuff was taking off, of, taken off of him, right? you know, things kind of progressed a little bit better, you right. know, um, yeah. And we do, you know, motion graphics, visual effects, film, television, corporate.
0: Yeah. You guys did the, you, you've been working on Heartland for quite some time, but since the pilot, I think, right, there was a plane uh, scene that you did all the visual effects for.
3: Yeah, we've been working with Heartland since the very beginning. Yeah. We did the opening Amazing. back in
0: oh, okay. 12 seasons ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very cool.
3: Um, no, that's a great show. Great, great uh, production. Um yeah, and we've been working kind of slowly, edging our way into more television. And we've just finished up a couple of episodes of a new Netflix series called The Order.
0: Oh, cool. Amazing. Wow. So, I mean, there's so much to unpack here. Just just running a visual effects company in Calgary um, comes with so many challenges. And, and it kind of forces you to be a bit of a champion of the entire post-production industry what i guess maybe take us through some of what those challenges might have been over the years Uh, because you've seen you know you've been in the industry long enough to see the ebbs and the flows and all that kind of stuff so maybe just give us a bit of a history lesson there as far as what it's been like for you
3: um yeah post-production in alberta has always been challenging as far as i have been involved yeah yeah. (laughs) um it's feast or famine Um, We battle against tax credits systems in other provinces and other jurisdictions that are viewed as better or more stable than ours. And in actuality, there was no post-production incentive until last year, um, which APA was instrumental in getting put in place. So. And that's been great for Solid Green, and it's been great, I think, for all of the APA members and the post industry in general. It's definitely drawn more attention to it. But the challenges of the post industry in Alberta are, you know, um, there's a battle against uh, reputation in some ways. There's a battle of size. We're not really viewed as significant in terms of – you know, we have no 30 person visual effects companies right, here, sure. but it's not really sustainable as a model no, anymore. Of course. More and more company or productions are farming out, you know, 20 shots here, 20 shots yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you can
0: see it all the time. If you watch the end credits of any yeah. kind of movie, you see 10 or 15 10, different companies. T- yeah, yeah, all sorts of different companies that do like specific sequences or yeah. whatever that's like. Because it's
3: not really sustainable to. Well, keep a thirty-person company going because, right. as the projects end, if you don't have the next one starting, you've got thirty people you have to pay indefinitely, or lay off, right. or yeah. lay off, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: So, so the, the new the model is to basically just be taking sequences from from smaller sequences from more shows. Is that kind of is that accurate? Or well, as what the shows
3: like- do is smaller seek sequ- or smaller. You know, numbers of shots to more to more companies. providers, right? Okay, so,
0: and so the the model from the provider perspective would be to just be taking a, a few shots from a bunch of different shows that are kind of ongoing, just kind of keeping the ball rolling that way. Yes, okay, for okay, sure. cool. Yeah. Well, that seems a bit more healthy.
3: <laughs> well, it is and it isn't because it's very difficult for people working in the industry to, you know, it's a move to more. You know, kind of smaller part time.
0: Oh, okay, right.
3: You know, no benefits, and there's this constant price pressure as well. Right, of course, which is also not really sustainable because right. you can't keep skilled people. Yeah, they need to eat. Yeah, right. you yep. know, right. we all need to eat and For feed sure. our children if yep. we have them, and
0: or our dogs, our, or, our or, whatever. dogs <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Feed somebody, yeah, <laughs> <ourselves>. <laughs> feed somebody ourselves, <laughs>
3: and so you know, visual effects is. I'll speak to it in particular. It's one that doesn't have any kind of union or representation, yeah. right? So over time, you know, there's ACTRA, IATSE, DGC, you, see, uh, you know, they all are collectively bargaining to right. keep their people with a living wage. Sure, and, right, yeah. you know, maybe benefits, maybe not, I don't know, you know, but there are occasional rumblings about it. But I, I guess part of the problem with visual effects is, there's just lots of people who are willing to do it for right
0: pennies. Yeah. Pennies, yeah, and it's you know it is something that you can outsource. You know, the quality won't be there, but necessarily or the relationships, but there are you know factory farms in you know Southeast Asia that are doing it too, and so that makes it really difficult, I think.
3: Yes, it's- we've had some experience with that. Yeah, and yeah. on the sort of supervise us supervising a, right. a group doing yeah. some shots and. It's a, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a, you know, a, a panacea solution right, to totally. all the world's not. problems yeah. right. because, in a way, it's a bit of a band aid. I'd say, and I right. don't think you always get, the product you're necessarily looking for. But it of really course. depends on the show and what the budget, right, and Of course,
2: the goals,
1: right? Is it is it, are visual effects uh, um, laborers or craftspeople not represented under dgc no i didn't know that that's no that's not good because editors are right yeah that seems like why that seems dumb to me to be honest we should be calling that maybe yeah
3: well it's sort of what led to the and, and it's sort of post in general because what led to the formation of APA was that we were there's a group of us that have known each other for you know years and years yeah, and years. And we'd always, for decades, yeah. we'd always, you know, get together and have lunch and cry yeah. about the state of the <laughs> right. industry and like ads are bad. And, you know, or this week television's bad or this right, year, right. you know, yeah. cause one will go up and one will go down right. and so on and so forth. And, and, um, we didn't feel we had any kind of representation as a group. And Certainly, so, yeah. and we formed APA and then Alberta film, um, you know, um, the Ministry of Culture was just like, "Oh, thank God, you guys have finally got together because sort of now a unified we can, voice. We can yeah. help you. We right, can't right. help individuals, a company, right? We can't help a company, yeah, but right. we can help an industry. Right. Interesting. And they have, you know, they really, really the I can't say enough good about this government. Like yeah. they are true public servants working very diligently. Of course, yeah. Absolutely. Every single one I've met with has been. A public servant in the true
1: sense of
0: yeah, the word. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They totally care, and you can you can see it with any conversation you have with them. Absolutely,
1: but that's really good advice, um, and something we've talked about on a previous podcast is that we have to have a unified voice, and and that's what you know. That's what so so great that Appa did that. Yeah,
0: Appa's been around for maybe five years now. Is it's that a, four four yeah. years? Yeah. So what was I mean? you know you you've been crying at lunch with your peers for decades <laughs> what was it 4 years ago that happened that was finally yeah. like the straw that broke the camel's back or or maybe it was like the opportunity to do it or or what was it that actually
3: you know i don't really know it was four of us initially we decided to have a meeting we all contacted everybody we knew in the industry we had a group meeting in red deer yeah. red deer college has been very supportive as well yeah. because you Know they educate people in the industry,
0: they, they have a
1: visual effects program now. Right? Now they yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow, cool. Thanks to APA's sort of involvement a little bit, or no?
3: Uh, well, Apple provided curriculum, cool consultation, that's big, but that's big involvement, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but not, um, you know, they were going to do it They're anyway, right? Yeah. yeah, and uh, anyway, we had this meeting and we sort of presented three, we 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 saw it. Um, that there were three options one was to continue to do nothing right. one was to form a professional association of industry members and the third was to try and um, kind of work with ampia to you know maybe form a subcommittee right. there but the general consensus was let's head out and do a right. pure post-production totally. uh, professional association and
0: because right. your interests aren't Always going to line with Ampeas, or any other professional group, yeah. really. Like, yeah,
1: every every sort of section of our industry has its own unique kind of needs and and desires, and and I think uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, what uh, what what are sort of the the main tenets of APA as, a, as an organization?
3: Um, well, our main, um, you know, it's a professional association, so we want to have we want to cr- grow an industry, um, of high quality, professional post-production people. Um, and we want to represent their interests with all levels of government and with, you know, uh, the general public and with producers so that we can, you know, slowly grow, um, the industry into something a bit more robust because right. it's been very, It's been under duress for the whole time I've been involved. I I think
0: maybe forever, really. I don't think it's ever really had a a fair chance at a a good kind of kick at it.
3: Yeah. And really, you have a bunch of incredibly entrepreneurial people.
0: Absolutely. Who are are so passionate and willing to put in the work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: And battling it out for years, you know? And you have a lot of new ones coming up, too. And I think it's, I think the industry in Alberta is better for them now because of appa and I think it will continue to be made better because right. of Appa. cool uh,
1: so what uh, what uh, I want to talk talk about the post-production tax credit or, or grant I guess it is right um, and 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 how how integral was appa kind of making that a thing
3: um,
0: completely <laughs> completely yeah. no, don't, you, not not to brag or anything it, right? well yeah I'm pretty
3: sure it, right? it wouldn't have happened yeah. without apa right. Right. um that's great you know there was like i said the executive director of amf at the time was just so grateful that we had formed a unified voice that yeah. he his first words were like do you guys need money
2: yeah. <laughs> you know so they gave
3: us a grant to kind of get right. apa going cuz we oh, that's oh, right. oh, wow, wow, we yeah. started it with we all there was 10 of us and right. we all put in 200 bucks and right. that's right. how we started it wow um and from that we got the incorporation done and, and the website and, and the website yeah. running and that was um mostly donated a uh, right. very kind yeah. uh, employee of propeller oh, that's um
2: good.
3: yeah so anyway um then we also had this massive stroke of luck in the NDP got elected yeah. about mm-hmm. three months after we were oh, okay. I didn't created. The was and okay. they were very open to the cultural industries and uh, diversification of the Alberta economy. Because I have to say, you know, they've always, the Alberta government has talked about it the entire time I've lived here, which of is course. since 1990. And nothing really has ever come of that. Right. Um, but this group is their. Actually, putting their money where their mouth is. Right, yeah. And so they were very open to um, hearing about what we needed or what we thought we needed. You know, the industry as a whole would kind of prefer, like the film and television industry as a whole would prefer to go to the tax credit model um, just to be more kind of um, at least... Oh, uh, optically on a right. level playing field with BC and Ontario cuz right. that's what they have. Yeah. <clears throat> but what Alberta has is an all-spend grant which has its advantages.
2: Sure.
3: Um you know the the problems with it as I'm sure you guys are well aware are the cap and yeah. that sort of thing, but um for the post side of it um you know we were kind of we came out with a position paper initially that requested a tax credit, similar to the Dave and the Ocase, Dave in BC, Ocase in Ontario, uh, Dave, I don't know if you guys... No, have,
0: I'm actually not familiar with I these I know Dave a little bit.
3: So Dave is a digital animation and visual effects tax credit, and it's on top of the film and television oh, tax that's interesting. credit. Oh, I didn't know that. So if you're doing visual effects, you get an extra 16%, I think.
0: And that's labor based, which I guess it is labor much completely based. Is, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, um, Ocase in Ontario, which is, yeah, I can't remember yeah, what the that Ontario, Ontario, Ontario. Something. <laughs> something of animation. Um, yeah. It also, um, is a bump over, like, I think it's 16 as well. Okay. Over and above cool. the film and television right. tax And we credit. had nothing. And we had nothing. Right. Well...
0: Well, I guess if you it, could lump your all... Part of your all spend here. Right. Yeah. But if you've capped out at whatever the $5 million was, then... Right. There was no economic argument to do and it And producers
3: here. never used it for...
0: Post. They would yeah.
3: use it for editing, maybe rarely for anything other than... Right. Like, rarely for sound, virtually never for visual effects. Right. Motion graphics. Mm-hmm. um, And so we wanted what Apple was trying to do was to put it also in the hands of the post-production companies so we the way it works is it's a the the grant is available to post-production companies so they have to be able to prove that they provide third uh post-production services right. to third parties right. right like you can't just be a pro- right you can't be producer. editing your own stuff and yeah right, right, right. yeah
0: and, and so it's the companies that apply not the producers
3: it's the companies that right. apply not the producers and it's um it's basically eighteen percent of labor. So what's that? What that? How that ended up evolving into the permanent program was twelve and a half percent of the total amount of the invoice. So if Solid Green invoices full swing a thousand dollars, we can apply for a hundred and twenty-five dollar right grant. Cool on that, and or we can offer that discount to you right but typically what we've encouraged our members to do and anybody in the industry um is to invoice the full amount to the producer and then give them a rebate right because uh we don't want it to in the end drive down right the rates
0: totally that makes sense. right there's already
3: already so much downward pressure on post-production rates as it is that's a good point that we want to
0: it's about optics in it's that sense. It's about optics yeah. in a sense, yeah.
3: but it's about optics so that if the post-grant goes away...
0: Right. You know, suddenly you're... yeah. Suddenly you're, you're
3: getting... You know, people will pay only 18% right. less, right?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
3: it's like, well, no, that's not the reason we're... You know, right. it's a rebate, like a tax credit.
0: Right. Plus, in that, in that sense, it makes the producers really see it in action right and then they appreciate it as well not just the yeah, post companies yeah. right to, yeah. s- to see them like themselves getting that rebate back is see like oh this grant it. is helping me directly not yeah. necessarily yeah. helping the post companies
1: yeah the question i have from sort of the producer's perspective is is because when i when we we sort of saw that grant appear it was how do these two how do both of these grants work in conjunction with each other um and so is it? Am I correct in assuming that so the company gets their uh, percentage um, back from the government? You can rebate that to the producer, sure. Um, but how does the producer apply the labor to the SPG, the the screen based production grant? Do you, do you base it on the the actual amount, and then you also get reimbursed on that? Oh, right. Like would right? it kind can of be double dipping? dipping yeah, way? that's that's exactly. Yeah. That's no, you
3: can't. Like if you're. You can't claim editing under the SPG. Oh, so you ca- okay? Okay. No.
1: Right. So, okay. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. But it would make more. Wouldn't it make more sense though to to do uh, post labor under the SPG then at thirty percent if you can get thirty percent? Yes. Okay.
3: But usually they've maxed out.
0: Yeah, that's exactly on their right. It. right. Okay. Crew
3: okay. production. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, on their all spend. On their yeah.
3: On the actual production of it so this is designed to encourage over and above the cap over and above the cap and you know and it's not a massive grant right (laughs) because we're a small industry
0: hey everyone just want to take a quick second out of this conversation to tell you about the calgary film center uh they've been a sponsor of ours all season we've been so pleased to have them um and we were lucky enough to film in the Film Center uh, with our movie Jones, and that just shot in October. Uh, and it was a wonderful space. Um, and they've been very generous to us, and very good to us. Um, and having been there, I can tell you firsthand that it is a world-class screen-based production facility, and it's all suitably equipped and serviced so that you can execute your next project with ease uh, at the Film Center. They have fifty thousand square feet of purpose-built sound stages, split up into three different sound stages, and they have twenty-five thousand square feet of multi-purpose warehouse and workshop spaces. All of this complemented by their anchor tenant. William F. White, who is Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture, television, digital media, and theatrical production equipment. They're right on the lot with the Film Centre. You can just walk across a little driving path um, and pick up any of the gear that you might need for your production right there. It's really handy to have them there. At the Film Centre, of course, their aim is to deliver production support for local national and international screen industry projects in this purpose-built venue designed to service individual client needs and they deliver programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industry they've always got a lot going on uh, some great events whether they're networking or workshops um, and it's a space worth checking out so i encourage you to follow them and find out more at calgaryfilmcenter.com all right let's get back to our conversation with susan
3: we wanted to encourage uh, manageable growth for us. So we're hoping that in small steps, you know, we can add an editor here and an editor there and a visual effects person here and there. So, you know, it's not like it's going to add 4,000 jobs. No, no,
1: but it's realistic.
3: But it's realistic because the other thing is these are skilled jobs. Like you can't just throw people in and have them do quality work. You know, it's important that Alberta remains... A high quality yes, of source of these, you know, jobs, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 What it also does, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it it creates, um, you know, it gives Alberta a competitive edge. Just as just as post services, if you've shot somewhere else, right, you could come to Alberta, tap into the post production grant without. Going through the SPG at all without having to touch that, yes, right. So that that is a lot like that seems a lot easier and cleaner, yes, than the whole SPG grant process. If that you is one thing. We're so to just do your for. post here is now suddenly an option. An option, yeah. yeah, and it makes a lot of sense financially. Yeah, right. That's cool. That's great. Cool. So so part of is part of. um what app is doing, I don't know, you know, I don't know what your resources are like, but it's trying to get the word out beyond Alberta that, you know, Alberta is open for business in the post-production sense and that this grant is here and how much of that is possible, you know, with what you guys have got available and.
3: Yeah, no, for sure. We are going to, um, yeah, we actually have a board meeting this afternoon and we're going to talk about, there's sort of a feature thing playback's doing. Great. We're going to put it in there. I hope. And, um, Yeah, no, we are trying to get the word out. The thing is, it wasn't made permanent until October first, so we weren't really pushing it. Kind of just a pilot program for a year because we didn't know. Yeah, so it was a pilot program till March thirtieth, and then there was like almost six months where they were wrestling with how to make it a permanent program, right? Like uh, on a kind of bureaucratic level, because that's a thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It it's time. all fine to talk about it, but like totally, the actual yeah. mechanics
0: of it matter yeah. as well. Yeah, of <laughs> course, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. So, um so I mean, what are what are app's kind of big focuses now that the grant is in place and and you have formed? Um,
3: what are you up to? Well, um uh, we're trying to get some events organized and I've been really trying to get a cinema 4D um slash adobe um integration workshop going and i've oh, had cool. no luck so if you guys know <laughs> of anybody that wants to run that workshop so we're yeah we're trying to do some you know high value workshops for yeah. people so stay tuned for that but okay. it, you know it's a it's a it's a challenge actually yeah. finding because you know these experts tend to also be
2: working, tr- working yeah. right you
3: know and they tend to be individuals or small shops like we all are yeah. and uh so there's that and we're also working with the other um industry groups to put together kind of a unified position for the industry yeah. um to go for to the government and the public on what we see as um you know a a way to really position Alberta to grow in the film and television industry because we think it's a massive source of economic diversification. And if you look at BC, so to back up, the one thing I've always been told by producers about rebates or tax credits or whatever they call them is the the main thing for them is certainty. Like if they're planning two years in advance for a show, they need to know the sources of funding are...
1: Certainly. Or or yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah.
0: And
3: if they don't, they won't come to that jurisdiction. Yeah, who's going to roll the dice when, so the, when there's
0: millions of dollars at stake, right?
3: So, yeah. one of the problems with the, the current system we have is there's not always certainty involved in it. And so, and the one thing that BC has done so well is they put their tax credits in place over 20 years ago yeah. and they have not messed with them. Mm. And they have built like their post industry is two or their total total film industry is like three hundred billion last year or something. I mean it's I'm crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Isn't it
0: bigger than Ontario now, I think? As yes. of last year. Yeah.
3: And they've built this this Dave credit yeah. credit has also built like a massive post industry. Right. Um, particularly in visual effects. So, you know, what we wanna do to as a total industry, like we're working together with ACTRA, DGC, IATSE, the Teamsters, we're all getting together and um, we're going to come up with a unified position and we're going to present that to um, the Alberta government, government yeah. and see, you know, to the Ministry of Culture and Tourism and see where we can, you know, and we don't know what that would look like. Like we're we're in kind of early days on yeah, this, but. But, you know, there's some debate because there are good things about an all-spend grant, um, but there's also good things about a labor-based tax credit. And it's the certainty.
1: But it's ultimately... When you say tax credit, it's like, okay, that is a for-sure thing because you know the labor's happening, so you can get the credit on the labor. Yes. And it it is uh, a challenge that that certainty has kind of gone away in the SPG. Interestingly
3: enough, one of the problems with a labor-based tax credit for Alberta is... We are not a signatory to the federal tax credit system. So what happens in BC and Ontario is all of that stuff, anything a producer applies for tax credit-wise, it all just flows through and is handled by Revenue Canada.
2: Oh, okay. We, oh, interesting. Alberta
3: is not part of that. Oh. Not really sure why. I think right. it goes back to kind of like... We're Alberta, and we can do everything. The Wild ours. West days, yeah. We, we can don't do everything better, yeah, our, totally. better, ourselves. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I one hundred percent know nothing about this, but I guarantee it has something to do with oil. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so
3: it, it is. Uh, believe it or not, the bureaucratic challenge of it, I think, is a stumbling block.
0: Right. Right. Because it sure. it kind of opens a can of worms. Yeah. Really.
3: On the plus side. Um, the This government did create, so our pilot program, our APA post-production grant pilot program was initially um, funded by $3 million that came over from economic development and trade to culture and tourism, right. which is amazing in and of itself. Right. And the initial one and a half was for APA and then there was one and a half for interactive digital media. And then this budget, this Past year's budget announced that they were doing a pilot of interactive digital media tax credit, labor based, oh, cool. but administered by EDT. So EDT now has some experience with tax credits for cultural industries. Right. Okay. So it's so we're kind oh, of okay. hoping that
0: this 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 can kind of serve it as that a bit we of a kind of
3: like slip in behind. Right. <laughs> I um, right, right. Right. Yeah.
1: Cool. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm so what can what can people do uh, as far as listeners go to as far like to help appa or to learn more about appa or to to, you know what what can what's kind of the message you have even if you're not necessarily a post-production person what can what can we as a community do to help um enhance the work that app is doing i guess
3: well that's a good question um if you're at all post involved uh become a member right <laughs> that would be great right. um our memberships run January first to December 31st, so now's a great time. Um, we
0: should become members. I don't. I can't believe we're members. We, d- we yeah. do post-production we do edit, for yeah. third parties. Yeah, For sure. Like we edit yeah, our, so our if you're editing, stuff. yeah, you yeah. guys should we're, be good. Okay, we're going to join. Okay.
3: Um, I It's $200 a year. Yeah. I think it's great value. Great. Yeah. I mean, you can't really go to co-op or Safeway for under $200, so, <laughs> right. like, you know, like, look what you get. Yeah. <laughs> and I think anyway the more members we have the more we can do and the more we can our the stronger our voice becomes right. um and other than that you know it come to our events um mm-hmm. hopefully we'll have a few more we kind of fell off uh our track a little yeah, bit it's last tricky. fall it's but when, you know we are yeah. all volunteers yeah exactly yeah. um anyway yeah those things and you know if you aren't in post, like you know, join Ampia, like add your voice to, you know, if that, join the ones that work for you. Right, yeah. right, right.
0: Yeah, and and just spread the word, like, and if just you're spread not in the post, word. You know, someone who is yeah. or who's trying to, you know, get into that industry. Yeah, tell them about APA and let them. Yeah. know. what's your title with APA? I don't think we've asked that.
3: I'm the chair. Right.
0: Chair. chair. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so can I shift back into visual effects a little bit? Totally. Because I'm I'm, uh, our first encounter with anything visual effects in Alberta was Solid Green.
2: Oh. and we
0: were applying for the harold greenberg shorts Futures program oh yeah uh with that's our feature right. film synapse which is yet to be made that's right and we came in and we chatted with Ken, and i think we, you were there as well and and um he was so generous and he helped us just kind of wrap our heads around what what the hell that looked like because we you know not knowing how visual effects works we didn't even know where to start yeah especially how to budget for it right yeah like, that was the big like one like, and,
1: and this is good for everybody who's got a project that's that's in development like you need to know how to budget properly, and you should
0: be having these meetings. And yeah, this was a really, a really good. It was one, an eye-opening yeah. experience yeah. for us. So, so you know, if if I'm a new producer, I don't have much experience with visual effects. What you know, how can I come correct to a company like Solid Green? What would that those first initial conversations look like? And what can I be thinking about now before I, I approach a company like yours?
3: Um. Have a script that right. would be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we get so many people who are like, "So, how much for? You know, whatever, yeah. right?" And it's, it's 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 just an idea. At the it's time. just an idea, film And we we just don't know. Right? Yeah. You know, it, it's like you know how much to build a house. It's right. like, right. well, how yeah. big is it? How long you know? string? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So script and and don't be afraid to share the script that's the other thing like sometimes people will have a script and they'll be unwilling to let us see it and so again we just can't you know we're not gonna give your script to somebody else like we're not interested in you know
0: yeah you're not yeah
1: it's yeah there's no bigger (laughs) sign of an amateur i think than like can you sign this nda before you you read the scripts we're, and we'd like, sign an NDA we do as well but it's no one's like, going to steal your idea you know, let's yeah. just make content like why are you adding barriers yeah. to getting stuff made yeah.
0: and, and if you're listening and, and this is with no judgment because I don't know you your, your idea is not good enough to steal <laughs> like that's just the reality of it I mean
1: there's just so much content like there's so much stuff that needs to get made and Netflix and so many channels and like yeah it's it, there's going to be a similar idea to your idea regardless and, and totally yeah. yeah I'll get off my soapbox on that <laughs>
2: Yeah.
3: So, um, yeah, script helps shot list is if you could do the shot list that saves us days. Okay. And if you could, you know, if you want us to do the shot list, we will, but don't be contemptuous when we tell you how much it's going right. to cost. Oh, right. and, yeah. and you weren't the ones that did the shot list. And
0: yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. You know, what, You're uh, kind of just guessing a little yeah. bit in that way.
3: And a shot list is essentially go through every page of the script and say to yourself, does this need a visual effect, or am I right. going to shoot it?
1: So kind of like a VFX shot list. Like yeah, that's sorry, that's right. what I mean. Gotcha. Yeah, VFX shot list. Right. So you
3: oh. you break down every every page, right. every, every, every scene, possible situation
1: yeah. where you think there's going to be VFX.
3: Yeah, and don't be shy. I mean, just go 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 nuts if you need to. Totally, but and back later, and then we can tell you from that list. No, you'd be better off to shoot that. Right. right. Or not right but if you're not going to shoot it you know this is what you have to think about when you are shooting it right because that matters as well absolutely um and yeah do ask though you yeah know, well that was
0: the big thing because yeah and that was what you guys were so helpful with was i think you actually asked us to storyboard the sequence out yeah and and just identify what was going to you know what the plan was for visual effects for each shot and that, that was, you know, gave both of us a clear understanding of what the scope of the project was and how we would accomplish it. Um, and that helped a lot, even just in budgeting for it, but also just understanding the workflow. And,
1: and, and it, it, you know, the, the, the place that we get money as producers and creative producers uh, is, is grants for the most part. So, like, how great do you think that is going to have an effect on a jury looking at your project saying, like, oh, yeah, no, I have a proper quote from Solid Green. Yeah. I, I did my homework on this. It goes a long way for them too, I'm sure. And
3: absolutely
0: yeah I feel like at least in my experience, producers seem to think that visual effects are um, not accessible to them. It, it would seem to me like it would yeah. just be like that maybe I'll do that on my next short or you know when I, when I've got some real money. Um, what would you say to that kind of a mentality? Like, do you think you can be using visual effects, like, like dreaming bigger maybe than, than what people might assume they would, they should be doing on their, you know, on a feature? Or like, what does that look like for you?
3: Um, that's
0: a bit of a tricky question. That's tricky. Yeah. Because, because it does cost money.
3: It does cost money. And I guess, you know, we've had experience with, um, doing full shot lists for new ish yeah. producers and, Like, so we break down the script, the VFX. Right, right. um, And then being told, well, I could do that shot in Photoshop myself. I could do that (laughs) shot in Photoshop myself. And it's like, well, okay. Or get your buddy to do it. Yeah, That's fine too. But free is not a business model. Yeah, absolutely. And if you expect, you know... um, It's a delicate question because, you know, there are people doing, just say, let's use students for an example. If you can get something out of doing something for free for your fellow student, either like a credit that like a valuable credit on a decent little production, then that's something, you know, that's not entirely free, but. I have a bit of a beef with, like, these $10,000 story, whatever. Story hive things, yeah. yeah things, yeah. you know, because I don't think you can make, you can't really make a show with any visual effects in it or a really decent sound probably yeah. right. with, or decent editing, or, you know. Or retain
1: your sanity. Or retain yeah. your sanity. <laughs> At that budget level, So yeah.
3: sometimes I think, why don't they just pool all those together and give somebody more, more. Yeah. A better script, more. I don't know. Like, does that sound?
1: No, I th- awful? I, com- I completely agree with you. I think <laughs> I... most most short films should be a- about thirty k. That's that's where that's that's more comparable to a Heartland level budget. If you were to break it down by time, right? Right. So so yeah, I th- I think to do it right, and we always uh, we I I say it a lot. I think you agree with me. Is that we say Netflix quality because that's the standard, right? You've got to be able to make work that could live there, right? That's where we all want to
0: be, and that seems to be the the place to be right now and I mean you're totally right But and, and that's the challenge of Story Hive or, or even AFA which is only 15 you know it's just you cannot you can make a, a decent quality short film with that amount of money but uh, yeah. you're calling in every favor for sure you're driving yourself crazy and, and it's and a it, lot easier it, if it's just a it people talking down. or something like that yeah but it, it also drives down the price in the industry in a way that's not sustainable right
3: well, and it makes people think they're worth nothing. Right, right. totally. Like yeah. I can't count the number. Of, when I joined Ken, he was like, "Well, I shouldn't charge for that, right. you know." And he was young, and yeah. you know, this is twenty whatever years ago, and I'm like, "Well, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. like, Any other business would why charge are for you that. Not worth yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. and what are you doing if right. the, that's not you know? So it's the same for the, you know, the student." Grip, right? Right. Like, yeah. Why is that person not worth anything?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, right, like a student electrician coming out of state, you know, is getting paid whatever, 30 bucks an hour right. to start. Uh, yeah. So, so there is that mentality. In, in our a industry. short answer yeah. I
3: would say no. Most of those productions cannot afford visual effects. Right. right. So if you, you know, have a friend that wants to do it for you or, you know, There are companies like we'll take a look at it, but to be perfectly honest, unless it's really good, we're probably not going to do a freebie for you because it's not. Well, what's the point?
0: What's the point? Right. And
3: I don't mean to, I don't want to discourage people, but I want people to be paid for their skills. And I believe students deserve to be paid as well. You know, I have, I know people who are just furious about this $15 minimum wage and they don't not necessarily for the single mother of you know the single working mother but for students and I don't understand if a student is doing the same job as a single working mother why should they be paid less right you know that makes no sense
0: yeah I would agree with that too for sure
3: like it's just crazy. And
1: and yeah, and this is a this is a delicate conversation of course, but yeah, yeah, overall, let's like, let's let's pay people if we can anytime. Like it's Like you
3: need to people need to be paid for their of course, yeah, work. Of yeah. yeah.
0: And and that's what I think where the filmmakers don't really understand what Storyhive is about. I think you know, they they make the same mistakes that Matt and I do all the time, which is like let's let's try to let's try to make a Netflix quality product mm-hmm. on a $10,000 budget. Right. right. And I don't think that's what it's for. I think Storyhive is designed to um kind of as your own little personal film school. Right? Where right. you've got just enough money to rent a camera and pay, you know, a couple of key professionals in the in the roles that they need to be in and just make something.
1: Well, and the other thing that Storyhive does and is and is about uh is is making sure that the filmmaker owns the project. And totally. what and what I think a lot of filmmakers are too new to understand or um, too excited that, uh, and they they think ten thousand dollars is a lot of money, and they do when they're just yeah, starting. Yeah. Which I get, uh, of yeah. course, yeah. Uh, and it's, and that it's a great education it, in that sense. Yeah, well, that's it's the so first non- thing story I know. says in your,
0: in your intro session is <laughs> yeah. like, just so you know, $10,000 yeah. is not a lot of yeah. money,
1: but you have the ability in that particular case to find other sources of financing. So if you can get an right, AFA that's a grant good point. or if you that's can a good point. run a Kickstarter campaign or, or get some private funding, uh, and get to a more reasonable budget level, you can do that. You own right. the project. Um, aside from the window that story Hive takes so just a reminder for you story have folks out there
3: and i'm not picking on i no no I, i'm no, not no. slamming story. And, and totally
0: no, it's honesty not. is what it is it's and it's slam. an important conversation yeah um and I guess where I was getting at with that initial question was more about um more about feeling empowered to reach out to a company like solid green yeah just to talk about visual effects in the first place because you might you you might um be able to get to a point where you have the budget to create these visual effects for this specific project um, but you just might not even try because it's such a, to me it's such a foreign part of filmmaking because it's 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 separate from, you know, on set in so many ways, even though it's great to have someone there on set who's kind of overseeing all that stuff. Um, it doesn't feel quite as as integrated as, say, the sound or something like that, if that makes sense, right? So no, I think for sure. Seeing, seeing Saul Green as... Or, or anyone any visual effects artist as as a collaborator who has a skill set that you don't have just like a grip or or a stunt for sure. coordinator for sure. yeah. or whatever yeah. that might be, um, I think it is it is far more accessible than than we feel like it might be at times. Yeah, no, and
3: I would for sure once you have a script,
0: yeah,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> and preferably with a VFX shot list, yeah, um, for sure contact, you know, anybody on yeah. the post production on app's website or yeah. us or whatever, like don't hesitate. I post-production begins in pre-production right. and it's not just new producers that don't understand that it's lots of producers yeah, of and they'll get to the end and they'll be, and you mentioned sound, but I sounds almost worse than visual effects yeah. in some cases because they, they tend to not think about it at all until of course yeah. it's edited so yeah. true yeah. um whereas you know sometimes visual effects they have to consider right. because they're shooting
0: green screen or, whatever, green right? Screen or yeah. something Perfect.
1: right right but, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> um but, but I'll, I'll be less delicate about the script thing because you, you're in a you're talking about two different phases right like you're 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 in development. You should be writing a script. You should be spending the time to write a script. You don't need to start approaching Solid Green or anyone until you have a script, uh, because you can't do anything without it, right? Nobody can. Not just you, but but you can't say, "Hey, actor, would you be in my my project?" everybody's gonna to want to read a script so so I get I you know reading between the lines it sounds like people uh, are putting the horse before the cart or cart before the horse uh, uh, whatever the bad one is yeah <laughs> yeah the wrong thing is, is so, in front. so spend some time on your script just in general not just yeah not just in the terms of this conversation you've got to have a good script before you start any of these conversations
0: so good good point I think that's it's good for us to be the less delicate <laughs> <Yes>. ones yeah <laughs> sure, sure. yeah um, So, so tell us about this, this Netflix stuff. Like what can you share and like, what, what does that mean for you? How did that happen? Is there anything you can share about kind of what's going on in Sulla Green's world right now?
3: Um, Well, we worked a few years ago on Hell on Wheels and worked with a VFX supervisor, um, John Gadecki. And he's back in, he's, he's from BC, back in Vancouver. And um, yeah, they just have, they're so swamped or some show contacted him right. and they're so swamped and yeah, it's sort of overflow. Well, that's great. That's Yeah, It's overflow. And that's kind of what... On the plus side, you know, we're on that list now, so... Right. It's a good list to that's exciting on. yeah absolutely
1: and it and it sounds like you you know you're sort of part of a an unwritten network of of organizations that that can do that can say you know let's let's if, if we can't cover all this work here are our friends here and, and maybe that's another way that you get 15 different companies on on a project but um i think that's i think that's a good idea for all of us to sort of be a community and say you know here are my friends over here who can definitely take this on um and uh, I don't know. And that's kind of what Appa does as well. I would imagine you you create a community and it's like, oh, I, now I know some yeah, people. You know, and,
3: I have to say that is one of the biggest and sort of least expected um, benefits from forming APA is we are all working much better together. Because right. what post tends to be is, you know, a couple of people working in their dark basement sure or one know, person in one a dark person room. Yeah, yeah. in a dark room yeah. somewhere working away on a project and then it finishes and then they come up and go ah the industry's falling apart <laughs> <laughs> ah. yeah, right, right. you know and so
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there are new people joining all the time who don't necessarily know how to integrate into uh, that community without appa right and i think Apple's and great- i think
3: it's been much better because i know there was people who wouldn't there were competitors of ours that would not talk to us really Years ago. Right, right, right. And it's because we're all fighting over scraps. Same. Right. And yeah. so true. I get it, you know, but we're way better together. Totally. And totally. now we feel like if we did have overflow is solid green, there are people we would call up and say, you know, and there are help. people yeah. calling us up and right. saying, Can you help? or right. you know, can yeah. you take on some of these or you know and it's made for much See, I think that's better for the industry.
1: Totally. Oh, absolutely. Totally, yeah. yeah. Uh, rising tide raises all ships. Since yeah. this is the last episode of the of the season, we'll just remind uh, the audience of that wonderful quote. Yeah.
3: It's true. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: alrighty. So, uh, any other questions from you, Scott? Uh,
0: you no, just up? just about um, yeah, like like how can we follow Solid Green? Yeah. Know, where can we website? See what's going on with Apple or Solid Green and everyone? Just like how do we um, keep up with you now?
3: Facebook and mainly Facebook. Okay. <laughs> um we have a mailing list as well i don't know if you guys are on uh, i think we're on it Yeah, are we okay so i think that might be yeah um or scott sorry (laughs) yeah no um i'll check
0: either way when we're members we'll be sure to get that's right yeah when your members (laughs) join (laughs) up
3: join up
1: up. awesome (laughs) what what if you do join just uh, as a quick question like middle of the year do you pay half of the amount, or do you prorate it, or what's the...
3: Um, yeah, we usually prorate okay, it.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, cool. Uh, what is the website for
0: Apple? Uh,
3: albertapost.org. Okay,
0: cool. Okay, great. And
3: and, um, and
0: there's, a, like, a list of companies on there uh, that are part the of the... Or, yeah, all the members are on there. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
3: And we will soon be migrating to a new website with a um, kind of better database function, but you can join on there um, right now. It's PayPal... Um yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Awesome. I will um I'll send you the link to our email list and our website Great. and our Facebook page. Yeah, sounds good. we'll include it all include in the notes for the, it show. In the notes. Yes, yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for being a sponsor uh of yes, the show this year. You. We really appreciate that. We're happy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy to have you involved. Appreciate it.
3: Thanks.
1: Yay. All right. Thanks, Susan. That was uh that was a really interesting conversation that went places I never expected yeah, totally. To, which was really good totally um, thank you for doing it uh, susan and uh, and you know for sticking it out, solid green in general it's a it's a company that uh, you know there's not a whole lot of EFX here all the time,
0: right I don't think, and certainly uh, not in an organized structural company like solid green totally are yeah. artists and freelancers and, and
1: for their part in creating uh, APPA because that, that not only is it a great example for the rest of us on how we can organize and affect change with the government. Um, but it's, I think it's obviously done some great work for keeping posts in, uh, in Alberta and, and yeah, the, the fact
0: to. that Apple was created and then that, that grant was created yeah. speaks to, you know, a positive message about coming together as yes. a team, how, how to do it with one voice, yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's huge. And, uh, we, we, still, we still haven't signed up yet, but we should. We, we must. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah, we'll, yes, we we'll will. become yeah. Apple members um, and kind of keep everyone up to date on that. Totally. And best of luck to them in the future um, with with everything else, with the growth that they're yeah, undoubtedly yeah. going to experience over the next couple of years.
1: Totally. Let us jump into, for the final time this season, the news you can use. And every, uh, every week, that's brought to us by our friends at Bleeding Art Industries, who have the final tip of season two uh they say it's the final tip of season two of the alberta filmmakers podcast so this is more of a wrap-up than a tip it is hard to believe that we've been writing tips for almost 52 episodes now and harder to believe that full swing productions amongst their other work has been interviewing editing and broadcasting for those 52 episodes wow we at bleeding art industries pass on our sincere kudos to matt Breyer, and scott for starting the podcast and bringing to light so many interesting people and conversations to the rest of us. We also hope that our tips have resonated and got you thinking about the state of filmmaking, your role in it, and maybe even some, uh, maybe even something more profound for the past year, we've updated the tips on our website homepage. So you can download, uh, the list at any time. Thanks to Alberta, That's great. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks to the Alberta filmmakers podcast for the opportunity to come on as a sponsor for season two and all the best to you and your listeners in 2019. That's so nice and so weird to read. I know <laughs> it's like <a> self-compliment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm great. Yeah, I'm great. Uh, yeah, honestly, no, yeah. It, and right back at Bleeding Art and uh, and all the sponsors. Maybe uh, I was thinking we should say this to the end, but season two wouldn't have happened without all of the wonderful sponsors. No, that came absolutely on not. In fact,
0: that was the one. Th- that was the thing that made Determined us go. Yeah, whether we yeah, could do it, yeah yeah, or yeah. Not. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, um, and, and so, uh, you know, to single them all out just a little bit, you know, we, we had our, our mid-roll, uh, com- comment and you said some nice things, but, uh, the, the film center, um, this season has been very focused on our journey with Jones in and a big part of that has been the project lab. And I know, uh, I've, I've sort of said it before, but, um, without, Without somebody sort of stepping into most productions and being the first money and taking the risk on a, a group of filmmakers, yeah. um, things don't get made. We, we And we need more people who are interested in in saying, I, I will be the first money in um, because this project sounds great. Um, and so thank you to the Alberta government for providing the funding for this uh, and for the Project Lab and Aaron and Aaron and Luke uh, and all the folks at the Calgary Economic Development um, Uh, for supporting the podcast and supporting us as filmmakers as well. Um, and thank you, of course, to Appa. Uh, speaking of Appa, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of our—we uh, always say our best sounding—totally uh, uh, sponsor is, yeah. at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, again, uh, without them, it couldn't have happened. Yeah.
0: And IATSE has been incredibly supportive of, of us as filmmakers, um, not just this year, but I—you I, know—I'm trying to remember yeah. when we met with with Tom Benz called us in. And, so true, yeah, yeah. You know, just said hi, how are you? Um, we want to work together. Totally. And yeah. if, you, if you don't have a lot of money, that's okay. We can still kind of mm-hmm. make it work. Um, mm-hmm. And they were, you know, they put their they they totally came on board with Jones and and yeah. were were Yeah.
1: And they put their money where their mouth is when it yeah. comes to like we want to work with indie filmmakers they've they've come a long way um making that doable so thanks to them and of course bleeding art uh they do such cool stuff and they're they're such a cool sponsor to have
0: and to to honestly to write a tip every week yes that's true (laughs) it's just something that that can easily fall off the radar of course of course uh, yeah it's just something that could so easily be forgotten when there's other things kind of happening so that uh, i'm super impressed (laughs) totally (laughs) every week we're, we're pulling up the news there's the new tip for sure. And, and they're great tips too. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, and tell us and story hive have come on board yeah, and been sponsors yeah. occasionally as has uh, the camera store and uh, a couple of filmmakers individually. So thank you to everybody. Uh, it really does make a difference and helps us uh, make this pos- podcast possible and worth our time and everyone's
0: time. Speaking of time, it's that time of year again <laughs> to apply for the telefilm talent to watch program. Just a few days. If you're just hearing about apply, this now, <laughs> Um, you're probably too late if you haven't started on it yet. But I, I was talking to some filmmakers. Um, unless you're willing to work some some 24 hour yeah, days, uh, and you and you're already a member of the CSAF, yes, or you've got, or you can yes, bring someone some who is for sure. Um, <clears throat> it's a good time right now to say, okay, I'm going to apply next year. Totally, exactly. And the worst thing about doing that is you're like, oh, now I've got a year, right? But that's not the case. If you're going to write a script, you should start now. Totally, <laughs> they totally. take a long time to get to be good so true true. (laughs) um and you know creating a budget for it can take months you know to do properly Mm -hmm. um and and you need to apply with all these things including a pitch video if your story takes place in the summer wouldn't it be awesome if your pitch video wasn't filmed in january right (laughs) right so there are things to be thinking about And, and also you know if, if you're in Calgary, you can apply through SAIT, um if you're a recent grad, but you can also apply through the CSIF, but you have to be a production member in good standing. Mm-hmm. So that takes some time. you got to have your <laughs> volunteer hours to get it, to get to access that production level of membership. Totally, and so, yeah. you know, the grant comes around and for Matt and I, because we've gone through the program, we have a lot of people reaching out to us saying, hey, help me put my application together. And we're happy to do it, but we hear from these people in late December yeah. and early January. <clears> and it's like, um, we can only help you so much. And yeah, unless you've taken the steps months yeah, and months prior, it's harder to this yeah at the very latest, you should be starting in October, yeah, um, and with a finished script kind of thing. So and there's usually a new guidelines that come out um, sort of after, yeah, it's late. Sometimes. I mean yeah. realistically, you know the the guidelines come out late. Um, but there's not that much different year to year. The core, the foundation of it is the same, the budget level.
1: Totally. However, saying that I was going to encourage people to look back at previous episodes. Uh, and listen to those panels and events that we've held about this program in particular. Um, You might see it referred to as the Telephone Micro Budget Program, uh, as it was previously known, and and definitely listen to those. They're full of great information, but just always check your guidelines because every year they can change, and uh, that information may not be 100% uh, up to date, uh, especially if you're going to the archives of a podcast. So um, it's Yeah, great information, but
0: uh, do your research as well. And if you can put in the work you know, for the next year to really, really develop the story, create, you know, a proper look for it, a brand for it, maybe start a Facebook page, Twitter page with a following Instagram yeah, absolutely. And, and apply with, with a oh, year's worth of work done, mm-hmm. you will be making a movie in, in, totally. in just over a year. Totally. Like, like yeah. if you can put in that work over the next year, just for that one application, <clears throat> um, you're going to be a slime dunk. Yeah. And and uh, something that
1: I, I, I spoke to uh, a state class recently, and uh, I was talking about this program a little bit and uh, talking about the different portals that are available. And uh, two StoryHive, successful StoryHive filmmakers were not aware that they were eligible through the NSI. Um, oh, that's so right. So yeah. know that if you have a right. successful StoryHive uh, project, yeah. you are an NSI alumni as well. Uh, and so that's a,
0: a portal you can apply through. But of course, each portal has its own specific requirements. Favos yeah. are different from CSIFs. is different from states, For sure. Um, and we've known some Alberta filmmakers that actually went through on-screen Manitoba yep. uh, for this program. So it's worth um, kind of exploring what, this, what your strategic approach will be to get this grant. Right. Um, and I would love nothing more than to help someone in April. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or May when they're like, we're going to go for it. Like, yes, great. You've got enough time now. For sure uh anyway that's uh yeah we're not going to talk about the grant um because we've done so at nauseum. yes let's talk about some upcoming events then yeah okay Uh, let's do it particle and wave media
1: arts festival uh something that m media has been putting on uh for five years running now is coming up very soon it's a unique three-day festival that celebrates critical innovation and creativity present in the media arts community happening very soon from january 31st to february
0: 2nd you can check out the link in the show notes for more information on that Ampia and Alberta Music have partnered with support from the Edmonton Arts Council to present the Edmonton Film and Music Prizes. This mm. is um, going to honor one first prize winner and two runners-up in each category. Refreshments from Revel will be provided at this free event. Uh, and it also featured live music from Craig Schram, a f- former Edmonton Music Prize winner, uh, the Provincial Archive. And this is all going down in Edmonton at the ATB branch for Arts and Culture, which is 9804 Jasper Ave. Uh, on Tuesday, February 5th, from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m., Check it out networking event hang out with local filmmakers I feel like we don't need to tell Edmontonians about networking events <laughs> as much as Calgarians they seem to kind it's of a good point, get yeah. that and yeah. know that that's important for um, sure. And, and any event is a networking event yes um, but
1: speaking of an Edmonton networking event uh, the Edmonton Arts Council Winter Social is coming up on Monday February 11th uh, it's a little get together for an opportunity to meet and mingle with members of the arts community and celebrate recipients of the Edmonton Artists Trust Fund and Cultural Diversity in the Arts Project Grants uh, uh, it's happening again February 11th, 6.30 to 9 p.m. Uh, and there's a formal program that goes from 7.15 to 8 p.m. It's at the Old Timer's Cabin. Uh, oh, the Old Timer's Cabin. I've never been there. I I'm so, <laughs> Me neither. But or, I was like, what is that? That's yeah. on Skoda Road. I know exactly what it is. Uh, it's a cool-looking building, but I've never been inside. Oh, uh, maybe I'll go uh, RSVP by Monday, February 4th, uh, by email to uh, Penelope at P-H-A-R-O-A-R-E a-n-d-a at
0: edmontonarts.ca uh, There's a one-hour documentary um, that is going to be airing, uh, premiering, I should say, on CBC on Sunday, January 27th. And this is, um, it's done by an Ampia member company. Uh, I'm going to butcher your name, sorry, Soliato Entertainment. Um, and as part of CBC's uh, The Nature of Things. Uh, it's The Nature of Invention, which follows Britt as She speaks with a diverse group of visionaries, including the inventors of a bionic eye and inventors of the Steadicam. Um, this is so interesting. We we know about this project. I don't know if you remember talking to Alan Leader, who was going around filming it oh. all over the world. Um, so Alan Leader was the director of photography. Glenn catch edited. Alec Harrison composed the music. It was written by Liam O'Rin and directed, uh, uh, who wrote and directed. Oh it yeah, yeah, And produced yeah. by Connie Edwards. You remember him talking about yes. the Steadicam? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, we talked about it. It this was a different guy, meeting. We talked about this guy that invented time. the Steadicam is like. An inventor. That's like what he does. And there's some amazing stories. Um, Yeah, very cool. Definitely (laughs) encourage you to check it out January 27th uh, on CBC TV.
1: All right, so let's jump into uh, some grants, uh, sorry, some workshops and classes that are coming up. Uh, And I say grants because grant writing is one of them that's coming up, instructed by Jillian McKircher. And it is at the CSIF on January 26th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's 120 for members and students, 160 for non members. And it uh, just gives you the whole rundown on how you can put together a great. Um, funding application or grant application uh, from someone who has certainly um, earned her share of uh, grant money, Jillian McCurcher, director of uh, Circle of Steel, of course. Um,
0: so check that event out. Uh, there's a workshop coming up this Saturday, January 26th, called Color Theory. Um, who, who, the trainers are Gail Kennedy and Kalina Conrad. It's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and we'll cover additive color theory, subtractive color theory, um, and it's open to anyone who deals with color, color correcting, and wondering how your efforts will look on screen. It is hands-on, so you should be prepared to mix pigments. <clears throat> Mixing pigments. Oh, man, that sounds so fun. Gail Kennedy. Uh, uh, so it's 20 bucks for members, $40 for permits. You can find you can find out more information in the show notes um, or visit iatc212.com. Cool. Uh, so
1: coming up again at the CSAF on February 2nd and 3rd is a Masterclass with Phil Letourneau. Now, this is uh, meant to be sort of part of, uh, you know, the, the recipient at the Stinger Awards who receives the right. Friend of the Community Award uh, is also invited to put on a Masterclass and, you know, whatever their discipline might be. So in this case, cinematographers use their artistic and technical skills to create images that support the overall vision a director has for a scene or a film in this two day workshop participants will work as a member of a camera and lighting team to design and execute the lighting compositions, coverage, and camera movements for two scenes that will be shot as part of a sequence. Very cool. This workshop is intended for individuals who have already have a basic understanding of exposure, cameras, lighting, and grip equipment, so they can apply the techniques from workshops to their... Future film projects. Cool. So, not uh, not for beginners, which uh, you know. I think there are a number of folks in our in in the membership at the CSF looking for something a little bit more intermediate or advanced. This is your opportunity. Come check it out. It is happening, like I said, February
0: second and third. Uh, One hundred and sixty for members and students. Two hundred for non-members. There's a sound mixer in Alberta named Mike Marquew, and he was the first. Professional sound mixer that I ever worked with. Oh, really? Yeah, he was on a, a, a short film called "Manipulating the Heart" that wow. I worked on, right out of Sate. Cool. And he was absolutely fantastic. Huh. And he had this sound cart, which I, I did not know. Sound there was carts. Sam comes in a cart. It's like yeah. a cart. Um. Anyway, he was great, uh, and he's he's um instructing uh, something at IATSE called Introduction to Sound Film Slash Television. Uh, it's a one day workshop. Uh. It looks at the process of sound recording. Uh, topics to be covered are preparing for your first day on set department responsibilities, and hands-on with gear. It'll also provide an opportunity to talk with working sound engineers, share ideas, and ask questions. It's essential to becoming a member in the department and gaining a clear understanding of what the department does. The sound department's kind of an interesting beast in the film industry. In Alberta. It's really hard to get into. Yeah. um, Because there's a lot of great people working in it. Um, So it's open to those that have submitted applications to the sound department. This is happening on February 8th. Starts at eight a.m. and runs till five p.m. at iatsi The price is fifty bucks, and you can find out more uh, at iatc 212com or the link in the show notes. Mark's IMDb is insane. Yeah, he, yeah, he's done everything. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, he's great.
1: Inception, Fargo, yeah. yeah. Uh, most he's, recently, Jan, Winona, Herb, Damnation. Yeah, he, like, it's, he's the guy. Everything. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I
0: don't know how I've never met him. It's. Uh, I've only. I only ever met him on that right, set. Right, right. I haven't. So it's like been ten years, or now almost eleven since I've right since I've seen him, but. It's because it's he works on... Yeah, he's he always works, working. He's always working yeah, clearly, on the shows, yeah. which we're not on, so... Up in Edmonton, Fava's Intro to Screenwriting
1: is happening on Saturdays, uh, starting on February 9th. It goes from 3 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Uh, and runs until April 13th. Uh, it's a $475 class, and you can call 780-429-1671 to register. And uh, it's all about uh, getting your first screenplay written, um, or, you know, I'm sure... If you haven't already written one, that that's okay, too. But it is intro to screenwriting, so uh, it's going to focus on crafting and concept and structure and will provide
0: feedback on your evolving script. Uh, Upstart, which is the workshop where directors and actors get to practice the craft of collaborating in front of a camera. mm mm-hmm. um, the, it's it's going again. So auditions are going to be held on February 11th with classes beginning on February 25th. Uh, t- it all takes place over an eight-week period. Uh, participants come together every Monday night at SAIT to film scenes and then watch their work from the previous week. It's open to any Alberta-based writers, actors, and directors who have some basic experience in their field. And the pitch, which I totally agree with, is don't let your skills get rusty waiting for the phone to ring. Get involved with Upstart and give your talent the regular workout you deserve. Uh, the last class will be April 15th, so it kind of runs over q1 um and you can uh, the facilitator uh, as always is karen ryan who's fantastic and just worth knowing um whether you're applying for upstart or not you can email them at calgaryupstart at gmail.com uh to learn more and register for auditions you can also visit ampia.org uh, to find out more about upstart uh,
1: on february 13th the film festival strategies workshop is coming back to the csif um hosted by or instructed by brenda lieberman and cameron mcgowan um, it's going to be all about learning the best practices in regards to submitting your finished film to the festival circuits, do's and don'ts of knowing how to submit, and what film programmers want to see. I think this is the second time it's happened. Did I say it's returning? I believe. Um, it is the second time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it must be uh, a successful and kind of a unique um, workshop um, that I think is pertinent to many filmmakers. Absolutely. Um, again, happening uh, 6 to 9 p.m. On, on February 13th, $45 for members, $55 for non-members.
0: If you're brand new to the film industry, uh, you have to take a course. It's a three-hour course before you can get on any union film set. This Mm -hmm. is the one thing that you must do before a union film set will allow you to step onto the set. And it's a course called Set Etiquette and Protocol. It's basically what a film set looks like, uh, how to conduct yourself, what your first day is going to be like on a film set. Um, It's only three hours. uh, and It happens regularly, but this one is coming up on February 13th. Uh, at 6 p.m. So it'll run 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And it'll be taught by Gail Kennedy. This is happening um, at IATSE Local 212, which is the technical union in town here in Calgary. Um, And so I encourage you to visit www.IATSE, which is I-A-T-S-E, 212.com, for more information. It's only 40 bucks. uh, And it can be the first step uh, into a great career. Totally. Uh, So um,
1: we were mentioning that... uh Well, actually, I want to talk about Gail. I ran into Gail at the Linda Ambury talk. Oh, nice. And she very kindly talks about csif and this podcast uh you know every every time she does that class which we is haven't very nice. her on the
0: podcast we've been we mean
1: to we'll get her we'll Damn get it. her one day season three um as i mentioned earlier uh the banff center and ampia uh have launched story studio and uh, a little bit more information ampia and banff uh, center for the arts and creativity are now accepting applications for story studio a new program presented in partnership with the government of alberta and alberta film born out of story summit. Uh, this two and a half day program addresses new approaches in storytelling, innovating, uh, with technology, business models for media content and more. I buggered up that sentence but uh we're just going to press on the applications due <laughs> february 13th and the program runs march 9th to 11th again you have to arrive on march 8th link is in the show notes that's what uh, i really wanted to tell everyone because uh, when we talked about it before i didn't know if it was going to be there scott it, it's there it will. now it's
0: going to be in the show notes it's just stampcenter.ca hit that link or click the link and yeah. check it out Uh, so it might be January, but there are projects that are shooting. Yeah. Oh, really? Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, uh, the secret history of the wild west, which is shooting in Calgary. Uh, and it goes until April 26th and tenfold, AKA Togo, which is a Disney, um, S V O D feature, uh, shooting Mm -hmm. in Calgary. Uh, they've just kind of kicked off again after. Uh, the Christmas break and they will be shooting until February 14th
1: yeah they don't go for very very long I guess that show is uh, starting to come to an I know, end I
0: know they were struggling because we didn't have snow oh right in right. December mm. but I think maybe now it's
1: better right right well I suppose that it may have pushed they pushed and pulled depending yeah. on the weather I guess so uh, presumably we will uh, have this show for at least another month but um, yeah I mean it's been a nice thing to have certainly employed some people and uh, big project Uh for sure it's been a while since we've had a big show
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, some job calls. Fava TV is looking for crew for a live recording of Shumka's ancestors and elders. This is happening March sixth to 9th at the Edmonton Jubilee Auditorium. They're looking for crew who would like to be involved in the live filming of two shows in a new collaborative piece by Shumka called "Ancestors and Elders." Um, and Shumka has partnered with Fava TV to record live to tape with five cameras and the TriCaster EFP. Uh, Modest honorariums will be provided. You can email Andrew um, Sholachuk at FavaTV at Fava.ca if you are interested. If you haven't worked with FavaTV before, please submit your resume or bio of your experience.
1: I love this. Uh, I didn't know about this, but um, Andrew and I went to high school together and he and I worked on uh, a similar live to tape event that where we took the cameras from the studio and and rolled them over. They're on, you know, yeah. <laughs> tripods with wheels. Rolled them down the halls across the it was big school, all the way down to the uh, to the uh, theater, the Eva O. Howard Theater, which you know seated I don't know over a hundred people. We took up some seats, put the cameras down, and recorded uh, the Mad Woman of Chayot, uh, which was a play that right. that the the school was doing. Um, and uh, and he and I were in the back. Uh, backstage at a station with all our monitor banks and live to tape switching. and cool. and Cool. So That's this where is, you fell
0: in love with that? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Because
1: exactly. you love that kind I of do, stuff. I do, I yeah, do. You're right, right. yeah. Um, and so it's cool to see that Andrew is doing uh, It's More Right Now uh, through FAVA. Um, rings rings a bell for me, for sure. Very cool. Um, that, that is a fun experience. Um, so check it out. Another opportunity available is a media conversion and pre-mastering technologist. Um, this is at the Banff center for arts and creativity. Um, they're seeking a media conversion
0: and pre-mastering technologists, uh, I think all you, the only experience you need to be to qualify for that is to know what it means. Yeah, if you know what that <laughs> if you know what that is, you You're can do this go. job. Yeah, there
1: are a lot of technical uh, requirements, specifications, but overall, the opportunity is uh, for an experienced person. Uh, oh, there's a, there's an acronym MCPMT uh, to provide broadcast quality standards. Oh, MCPMT. Oh, okay. and of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, DVD, Blu-ray pre-mastering and authoring and duplication services. And that person will be responsible for the standardization of all content received at BAMP Center in order to optimize it for live internet broadcast and theatrical exhibition. Um, Yeah, that makes sense, I suppose. There's a lot of content uh, coming out of that place. Yeah, absolutely. And it needs to be organized and uh, prepared for uh, various uses. So uh, you do need three to five years of experience in a post-production facility or broadcast center utilizing the technology cited. uh, And uh, you must possess a test instrument skill set for calibration, familiarity of operation and signal analysis using a digital waveform monitor, vetroscope, and AES/EBU slash and better. Oh, yep. There I are have, there are I'm more really things. Those, uh, <laughs> technologies. I believe you need uh, an engineering degree to read the rest of this. So, <laughs> uh, check out the link in the show notes if that is you.
0: And that's it, I guess. Here we are at the end of uh, the end season of two. Season two. We're at the recommendations section. Oh,
1: right. You're right. Good point. There's, there's still one. the recommendations. Do you do? I've got one. Okay, good.
0: Now, if you know me, I only recommend the best. <laughs> we this do time know. Is, this time we know is, all about American <laughs> Eagle jeans. <laughs> this time is no different. If you've ever taken a recommendation from me, this is the one to take go see Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> in theaters have you have you not said this already though not on the not podcast, on the show okay, the okay show. Good, good i agree man i have since seen it it's incredible yeah. it is a visual feast mm-hmm. um it is a it is a new it is a new experience for a theater going audience just just based on the visuals alone uh the story is also great i don't want to overhype it but if you haven't seen it in theaters go see it in theaters and it's probably not going to be in theaters much longer so it's sense urgency, call to it's action true. Go see it. Good point. Yeah, I, I finally did go see it. And and uh, and I,
1: I said to Britt, I don't know if you want to see this. And she was like, no, I really want to see it because she was down in, um, I think it was Vegas was the was the most recent um, Adobe Max. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was in LA. And she didn't go to that one. But right. they were talking a lot about this movie because they were using a lot of Adobe products right. to create some of these new visual styles yeah, and looks. Yeah, there's and, some
0: looks that are stunning. And,
1: and it's great. And it's a great story to contain the ability to use like kind of an, not an excuse, but a good
0: reason to, to use like some really wild visuals. Yeah, totally. Um, it, may, it all makes sense. And you don't have to be a Spider-Man no. connoisseur at, no, all. I, at I, all. I am not, I'm not a Spider-Man fan. I wouldn't call myself that. Not that I don't like it, but um, yeah, you don't need to know the comic books. You don't need to know anything other than he was bitten by a radioactive spider. That's like all you need to know. For sure. Um, and I personally, I also, if you're listening and you were like, eh, that's how I felt too. I felt like eh, and then I suddenly had an opportunity to go see it and I'm glad I did. So nice. That's my recommendation.
1: Well, as long as we're like, let's let's recommend TV uh, or, or, or content. Um, there's lots of tools in our recommendations and things like this. But I like I like I like this because I just watched the six part. It's only six episodes because British TV loves to just keep it short. Um, uh, it's on Netflix now, but BBC show, I believe, called Bodyguard. Right. Um, and I don't know why more people aren't talking about this. It blew me away. There are... Uh, there's some crazy great action moments mixed with a really, really um, incredible political story. Who's in this? Starring Richard Madden, The King in the North.
0: The King in the North. <laughs> yes. yes. Of course.
1: Uh, he won the Golden Globe for best performance uh, in, in a drama uh, television series, and rightly so. Like He is unbelievably good, and what his character goes through is brilliant, and it's just such a great... Um, kind of who done it but set in the world of, of like you know the se- sort of the secret service they call the security service that protects politicians the politicians themselves there's uh, you know they're the, the secret secret agent world and then there's like so many different like factions and there's something going on someone is leaking something and it's cool. and anyway uh don't need to go into it further than that other than um it's just so brilliant and i i would i would rewatch scenes as i was watching it's uh it's really really intense and i i'm left wanting more and i don't know if they're going to do a season two but i hope they do so check cool. it out it's on yeah, Netflix I, will. I will
0: check it out yeah. Absolutely. uh well all right we come to the end of season 2. Yes, and as we uh
1: were thanking the sponsors, we also really need to thank Briar because she has done so much work all the time every week every week collecting yeah. all of all of the important information and gathering the
0: internet and, yeah. and putting it all in a nice format that we can just read while we're sitting here to record. Totally,
1: yeah. It makes it a lot easier for us and super easy and takes her, you know, hours of work for for this community to yeah. to to know what's going on. That's been the main point of the show is to get all of the different stuff that's happening into one place. And Breyer's the one who does that. So thank you to Breyer. Absolutely. And thank you to Chad, who has uh, been amazing doing the music for this
0: season of the show. And uh, you should listen to his episode, Chad Boyan. Yes, that's right. On scoring and and things. Very Um, good point. Yeah, he's a great composer. He does great work. Um, And you've heard him if you've listened to the yes, show, yes, that's right. That's right.
1: Britt did some wonderful uh, uh, graphic design stuff for us. Gave us a new brand, sort of, yeah. for the whole show. So thanks to Britt, and, and she's kind of she's
0: kind of putting herself out there as a, as a designer yes, that's for right, the yeah, that's true, yeah. So um, if you're looking for a poster or uh, yeah, yeah, like she's great. She you know she she has designed um, I think almost all of our full swing stuff mm-hmm. uh, in the past couple of years. All and the Stinger Awards, Stinger Awards stuff. Award stuff. Yeah, which yeah. well, looks yeah. so so good. Yeah, um, yeah she's incredible. Um, and she's film friendly and she gets the film industry totally yeah um so yeah, thanks to her. But also, you know, if you if you need someone to design something for you, like for a talent to watch application or whatever it might be, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or a storyhive application, or, yeah, totally. Um, let us know. We can
1: we can hook you up. Totally, yeah. And Seth, who's joined our team uh, yeah. in the last year, more than a year now, um, and uh, has been working on the show, editing episodes together, and yeah. is has always been a big fan of the podcast and is just a wonderful dude. And we're we're happy he's part of our team and the yeah, Alberta absolutely. filmmakers podcast team. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to like.
0: It feels bye. like we're saying goodbye, but well, we're not. I'm I mean, sure we'll
1: find a way to come back we'll, soon.
0: Yeah, we'll come back soon for season three. But yes. it does give us a chance to um, implement some changes. So if yes. there's something that you're feeling like you're missing, mm-hmm. or that this podcast isn't doing for you, um, w- you know, we're not doing this for ourselves. Um, we're doing it for everybody. Totally, uh, the whole community, including ourselves. So if you if you have a change or a suggestion or um, anything about the guests that we bring on, or the format of the show, or what we talk about, or what we don't talk about. Uh, we would love for you to reach out to us because that now's the time we can implement those changes um, easily moving into season three. How can they get in touch with us, Matt? Uh, The
1: email address, hello at abfilmcast.ca will still be up and running uh, sort of during the the downtime here. And we may have some, some additional episodes uh, occasionally here and there. If, if something comes up, um uh so so stay tuned for that don't don't delete us off of your pod <laughs> podcast filter there's going to be it's going to be stuff coming uh soon regardless of uh season two or season three um so keep that in mind but yes if you do if you do have some 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 ideas uh we would love to hear it at hello at abfilmcast.com uh, sorry.ca and uh we're on uh, all the social media platforms at abfilmcast as well
0: all right, that's it. That's all. Final thanks to our, uh, the, our all of our sponsors this season. Uh, yes. The one that you haven't heard yet is Appa. I encourage you to listen to the best sounding part of our episode. Yes. <laughs> and then once you're done listening to that, go, go. make something. The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by Appa, the Alberta Post Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.